Hello, Internet. I'm joined again by uh, Adrian Mack. You're not watching an old podcast. I asked him on yet again because he's my favorite guest. Sorry, everybody else. You got to, I don't know, you got to have like a certain... age it like like a fine wine is the nicest way to say it like how you have like it's not stoicism but you know how like it's like when you're a little kid it's what you think maturity is and then you find out people don't just have it when they're old but you have this like it's like a serious depth and like i don't know it's like you're speaking of you're speaking of wisdom yes sagacity yeah what what was yeah. that word wisdom. You just said? let's go let's just say wisdom did you say vagastity no i said sagacity but i'm not sure that i'm even that pronouncing it correctly is a wonderful word and is further example of your wisdom because yeah. i don't i don't know what sagacity is so <laughs> now i never heard Sa- of it sagacity I'm, I'm like your i feel like i'm your harvey Pekar. i'm i'm uh curmudgeonly i, I resent being here <laughs> but I still come on. I'm not. I, I, in some ways, I think I'm entirely antithetical to your to your program. No, in the, in the sense that I'm I don't follow the news. Okay, I don't... I'll tell you exactly why you're on this. So in 2006, when I came and I started laying out at the Nerve, and I started doing graphic design for the defunct rock and roll magazine, The Nerve, you were the what the music editor? Yes. And I would be laying out like you had an office here and I'd be on a computer here. And then somehow I can't remember how we started talking about it. We started talking about conspiracy theory or (laughs) occluded history or whatever you want. Oh, wow. Well done. Um, Oh, there's a new new thing that we got to say that I just found out on different podcasts. So anyways, back in 2006 at the nerve office. I asked you about conspiracy theories like, hey, uh, do you know where I can find more out about conspiracy theories? Because I was just <laughs> fresh face and my, I hadn't been red pilled yet. I just didn't know anything about the truth that's out there. Mm. And then you pointed me in the direction to the now defunct blog, Rigorous Intuition. Oh, yeah. And I read that site a lot. Mm. Mm. And then it switched to something else, but I followed it along and I read it. And then I hmm. kind of gave up hmm. because on there for a while, every conspiracy kind of accumulated into satanic children molestation in the Catholic church. Like it was like everything kind of, that was the head of the spear of all these conspiracy theories. And I was like, either this is true and I don't want to know about it or it's fake and I don't want to know about it. So I fell out of love with conspiracy theories because Mm -hmm. instead of it being like aliens had sex with monkeys and that's why we turned into the humans we are today. It just was like evil people are screwing around with kids and it's disgusting. Right. So then we start this podcast, me and Derek, and then we're like wanting to have guests. I was like, Oh, Adrian was always so fun to talk to because he (laughs) would always I already forgot that big word you said. He was so sagacious. <laughs> is that what it was? You could just say sage. He was very you, sage. Oh, is that what that is? Oh, that would be was, the root. You are my conspiracy sage. You, wow. when well, I'm I was not sure, I'm happy with that title. Such but do a go fresh, on. Fresh-faced young twenty-six-year-old boy, fresh to the world, so full of naivety, not yeah. jaded at all. <laughs> no, really no, was. no. You were but, fun uh, to. You were fun to toy with. Yeah. So 
every time I think about conspiracy theories, I'm like, oh, I want to talk to Adrian. And mm-hmm. you're really easy to talk to and you're very wise. So it's always good to talk to you. And you have this level of not being afraid to say like, oh, that's because this government person did that, whatever, this many years ago. Like, you know, a lot of the back history that takes years and years of like just kind of osmosis through conspiracy theories to learn. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like the backup stuff that I don't even know now. Like I've been around the block many times. That's what you're saying. I'm old. (laughs) I'm going to be 54 on my next birthday. Like that's only three months. I'm going to be 54. 54. Uh, A lot of of men die at my age. But um, top so, I, so I've seen. I, I think what you're trying to say here is I've seen. I've seen this thing go around and around for many years. I, I started. I started caring about. I don't want to. I, I. I really hesitate to even use. You know this. If other. If anybody else has watched this talk before, I don't like the term conspiracy theory. It's a mm-hmm. weapon weaponized term. It's a. It's a cudgel, which is generally used to um, uh, stifle any kind of inquiry or dialogue and. Uh, and it's also, unfortunately, it's become, I mean, it's, it's, it's like screaming witch. Uh, yeah. Um, and so or, I think, I think people who are, who pr- would prefer to, to believe that they're very well informed are going to use that term uh, in order to, I, I guess, assert their superiority over others. And it's very, very tiresome to me be- because, because a lot of information, it, it gets lost in that, in that scuffle. Yeah. Right. So back in the 80s, I remember, well, um, if you were, I mean, I I grew up in sort of grew up in the punk era. You know, I was I was what, 11 in 1977. I remember. Oh, my God. A teenage punk Adrian Mack. (laughs) That's where I'm going if I get a time machine. (laughs) Sure. I would, you know where I'd go. I would go. I'd oh go my to, god! Nineteen-year-old, go sorry, nineteen-year-old punk rock Adrian Mack, so full of anger. That's what I got to see. Yeah, you actually, yeah, no, it would make a great movie. Yeah. But um, uh, there was, if you were, if you were of, of an alternative bent back then, um, you had your politics in order, and that meant a profound, profound distrust of the establishment mm-hmm. and what i find puzzling and uh, not puzzling but very upsetting about the world we find ourselves in now is that th- that that position has become marginalized ghettoized and uh, well there is that position doesn't exist anymore what you have in its place is a kind of you know fake resistance uh, mm-hmm. much of it uh, sort of funneled through the force multipliers of media and social media, which, which is operating now on a level of conformity and uniformity that in my 54 years on this planet, I've never seen anything like it. We are, we, you know, this may be, we may be living in a Western democracy, but it's the fucking Soviet Union in terms of the dissemination of information and the acquiescence to that Mm -hmm. you know people are now submitting to belief systems that are wholly 
let's put it to put it lightly damaging to to our way to everybody's way of life to the planet yeah. i mean it's really what it all what, what we're what we're in right now is a a, a a a field where there are the officially sanctioned conspiracy theories that mm-hmm. people well, that's a good the, way to say it yeah so a yeah. good example of that would be fucking name a million things uh Russiagate is a great example. Oh, yes, yeah, that the... falls into QAnon, actually. Well, I'm sure it does. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I know we're going to get to this, and I, yeah, I, and th- there is a game being played, mm-hmm. and we are all the victims of it. And uh, we can talk about QAnon. I know that's what you wanted to talk about. I, I'll tell you right off the bat, I, I never looked at QAnon. I don't give a shit about QAnon. Yeah, I, I, I've, I get wind of it through other things. I, I immediately the first time I heard of it and got a, a, an idea of what it was about, I understood it to be, you know, high grade bullshit. Yeah. And like I immediately. I, yeah. I had heard like you, I'd heard about QAnon. I'm like, that sounds dumb. It's not like a real conspiracy theory. Like it doesn't have the gravitas of an actual good conspiracy theory where you're like, Ooh, this goes down to the deep fabric, like of society. And this could change everything. Like to me, it had always seemed like just like, something that like slender man that's exactly what it felt like to me it was like something yeah. that started online yeah. everybody thought was a joke and then people who are either too dumb or not accustomed to things just kind of got convinced by it like flat earth or something and then they believed in it but then this week what brought it up for this podcast was this week facebook just deleted like 1500 accounts because they're associated with QAnon Mm. and they basically scrubbed their whole site of QAnon, which is weird because Facebook was the one social media who was like, we're not going to do fact checking. We're not going to do censorship, but we are just going to do a mass cleansing of everything QAnon. And I was like, well, if Facebook cares this much about QAnon, maybe I should learn what it actually is. So as a very intelligent human being, I went to the best place to get information about QAnon, which is someone else's conspiracy podcast. And I got to say, it was like eating ice cream for dinner. It was so delicious. It was like, he goes, he goes, QAnon is banning. And I was like, yeah, all right. And he's like, and they are trying to resurrect Osiris in the body of our president. And I was like, okay. Before this was a ridiculous conspiracy theory, now it's almost insane, but I'm 1000% in. I got to know what you're talking about and what's going on with this stuff. So I'm just basically saying like, I still think QAnon isn't really real and it is dumb. And it just seems like this like uh, thing for right-wing people to co-opt so they can just kind of propagandize anti-left sentiments or not anti-left as like a belief system but anti-left as a political system like the democrats specifically but not like the because it's weird because when you say left you want to mean you think you don't know if you mean like all the belief systems that a person who identifies with the left feels like specifically abortion you're for it you're for gay marriage you're for social rights and social funding and all the stuff and that used to make you left and now it's turning out if you're not 
for the Democrats, then you're not left for sure. And if you're not for this ever-changing line in the sand, which you have to be more woke then, then you don't count as left. Yeah, I think you need to separate um, the woke field from actual left-wing ideology. Yeah. Um, there are two entirely different things. I mean, left-wing ideology is really quite simple. It's just about the proper distribution of wealth. Mm-hmm. resources that's all uh it's got I, I mean i think the social justice part of it has in fact been seized and also weaponized in in ways that are very damaging but that's that's a whole other conversation but let's go back to what you to the facebook thing because there th- this is a perfect example of what i was trying to say before mm-hmm. the difference between the officially sanctioned conspiracy theories that we ha- have shoved down our throats constantly and the ones that are deemed um unhealthy or, yeah. or, or worse. And, you know, so, so Facebook as I, I don't use Facebook. I've, I have a Facebook profile. I, I don't, I don't want to sound like a dick, but you're using Facebook right now. Cause we're, alive. no, I know that I know. And I think last time we did this, I said, this is the most time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's funny because every time we just kind of arbitrarily chose to go live on Facebook so that people could kind of watch Look, and comment at the yeah, time. It's, I understand it's a platform. It's fun. And I like it because there was this time that we did a live stream on Facebook and we had forgotten to record it. And then it was like, it's always there on Facebook. So I could actually pull it like, didn't have to pull it down, but I had to like play it inside of an app and record it. No, no, SB to the rescue. It's kind of like a level of security where it's like, if I fuck up on the, Oh, it's a level of security. All right. It's always there. Yeah. Uh, And it's funny because Scott Graham, who was on the podcast last week, he doesn't have Facebook either. And he was like, Oh, I'm going to be on Facebook. Like nobody's going to know me and stuff, but it's yeah. Facebook. It's weird because it has a lot of evils that, no, it is it is fundamentally wrong. There's nothing good about Facebook. I'll I'll say that. I don't mind being um, absolutely black and white about this. I don't. Yeah. I'm I've come to the place where I mean, my wife, God bless her, she loves Facebook. Mm. She doesn't love it, but she she's on it a lot, and she talks about the things that everybody talks about with Facebook, the connectivity, and I oh, yeah, I can keep in touch with my friends and blah blah blah, and I get to know yeah. what they're doing, and I see their pictures and blah 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 blah. The thing that's being forgotten when people spout this nonsense is that Facebook is a billion dollar a year company. Mm-hmm. It's not the Commons. It's 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 not it's not Speaker's Corner. It's not even it's not even it's not even your fucking local newspaper. It's not a phone call to a friend. It Mm -hmm. is a it is a private company that profits from you being on it. Yeah. And from from I mean, you know how Facebook works. We all do. And and if one is prepared to submit to the privatization of the individual on that kind of granular level, fucking go for it. But you should really be aware of what's happening. Meantime, I'd really want to finish this point because okay. because uh, I promise actually, I let me just let me just add this because I've 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 started uh, um, giving myself only five minutes of Twitter a day because I, I just want to get fucking social media out of my life and it's not yeah. that easy. But uh, hey, uh, anytime so my... you want to go on Twitter but you don't want to allow yourself to, and you just want to hear a dumb opinion from someone. Text me and I'll tell you a horrible joke or tell you some uninformed opinion of what's going on in the world. 
So oh, that I'll, way, I'll, you know I'll what? That's great. Me. I'll take you up on that because my, currently my my current method is to just go into the woods and masturbate. But I'll, <laughs> but I like that idea. Hey, that yeah. that leaves. Sorry, we're totally off topic. But I just thought about this today when I went into the woods. Are you sad that there's no woods porn anymore? Like, oh, there's out of my porn. house. Like you walk a couple blocks and then it's, there's like this path that you barely see and you go in and it opens up into like a clearing. And I'm, and I got there today and there's nobody there. There's like spray paint on some of the trees. And then I was like, you know, 20 years ago, there would be a lot of bush porn in here, but not anymore. <laughs> what the fuck is bush porn? Like, you mean, you don't you'd, find, you'd, you'd see, you would see, woods? oh, like, like you find a magazine. Yeah. Yes, I do remember that. And you just in fact some of my some of my primal my primary sexual imprints came from finding porno magazines in wooded areas. Yeah, exactly. Like you earned it. You earned that porn like a hunter-gatherer going to Mother Nature and she would provide for you and you're like disgusting tendencies. I've made a mistake my whole life of of confusing uh sex with hunter-gathering. (laughs) <laughs> but i try to let me finish <laughs> let me finish my point okay i promise i won't interrupt with fucking woods porn anymore or anything that dumb <laughs> i'll let you finish your point twitter which i'm trying to get twitter is what, what i'm talking about Tw- twitter out of all of them is probably the worst because it actually profits from conflict and i i, I think anybody who's listening needs to I mean, all six of you think, need to think about that. It profits. It's a multi-billion-dollar-year company that tells you it's a an avenue for free speech. It's mm-hmm. not. It is not the commons. It's a private company that profits from conflict. It's fucking horrible. But anyway, Facebook. Facebook, I think, when they started getting into hot water with QAnon and quote-unquote conspiracy theories and all this nonsense about russian troll farms influencing the election all of it all of it not only intuitively stupid but even fucking Mueller had to say it's not real and and then the the steel dossier is not real and and yet so many of my beloved friends some of them aren't my friends anymore sadly because i won't Mm -hmm. stop saying this but they still fucking buy it they still think that quote unquote Russian influence is the biggest problem faced by the U.S. electorate right now. It, it's, yeah. That's there's I, that's the stupidest fucking thing in the world, <laughs> and it's a conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. and it's been roundly debunked by excellent journalists like Aaron Maté or Max Blumenthal. There's a whole bunch of them. They're not mainstream journalists, but they're out there and they're really good. Aaron Maté, but if you don't know, the son of Gabor Maté. Who's also an extraordinary guy. Oh, Gabor Mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but fa- so Facebook, I think, when they started getting into hot water, they turned to who was it? The Atlantic Council to, to help them with fact checking and so mm-hmm. forth. The Atlantic Council being a, you know, a, a think tank which is uh, invested in the neoliberal project, global finance. Uh, Western imperialism. Uh, it has no credibility besides the credibility conferred upon it by itself by people in Washington D.C. who benefit from from the, their ideological position by media, which benefits from that ideological position. Basically, it's all about 
protecting the status quo, protecting the establishment. That's what the Atlantic Council does. Mm-hmm. And they are, they are somehow hired to determine what's real and what's not real. Well, the, the Atlantic Council is just as fake and just as dangerous as QAnon. So I'm on the record as saying that now. Um, <laughs> is that and, why you didn't want to come on? Because you knew you'd eventually, I would just let you talk and then you'd say something like. No, 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 no. I'm really glad I said that. And I fucking, I'm, I'm kind of half kidding. No, I'll, I'll, say okay. that. I'll say that anywhere and I'll continue mm-hmm. to say it. That's if, good. You, yeah. if, if one thinks that the current global economic model is, is a good thing, <laughs> then, <laughs> then uh, I will, I've, I've got an argument with you because the Atlantic yeah. Council, uh, and which is now you know through its proxy Facebook, is is really only exists to reinforce that model. That's the uh, at the same time, conditioning you to think that they know what's right, that they have the the the, the bead on truth, the corner on truth. Mm-hmm. No, one of the worst things about Trump, and yeah. there are you know, and I just to be clear, people, he's the worst fucking person in the world. He's also the absolutely the perfect president for America. <laughs> and he is, he is not an aberration. He is the logical conclusion of decades, decades of that system. He mm-hmm. makes total sense. It but the, one of the worst things about him is uh, that he hijacked so many of the things that I hold dear, like the phrase fake news, because the fucking news is fake. It just... Yeah is Mm. it just is if you're a trump supporter i don't know i don't want to nail trump supporters because i actually i think we need to have sympathy for trump supporters like there's there's like i have friends who are trump supporters and it's not like they are it's kind of like they're just like biden supporters they're like look we realize he has his problems and we realize what he says yeah they're no better than each other they're wrong. and they're all they're all basically yeah. it's it's just you know professional sports at this point it's, yeah but if you have to pick team. one or the other a lot of people are going to pick one or the other like there's it sucks but it's like you can have garbage a or you can have garbage b i mean yeah it could both be are garbage could be and both will both supporters of the other one will make fun of you and tell you why you're wrong if you pick one yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no actual discussion. I mean, I don't think we're saying anything that most of your viewers no. or listeners don't already know, but we're saying it with, with more sagacity. <laughs> there you go. Using the big words again. Some, there, arti- some articulacy, but that's going <laughs> to, that we're, they're going to see diminishing returns in that respect, if you know okay. what I mean. So we're, we're about half hour in. Should we actually get into QAnon? Well, I, uh, yeah, I've okay. never, I, I don't know what much, what, what, what more I could add. I'm going to give you what you, everything you said was great. And that's why you're on this podcast Thanks. as much as I could possibly convince you to come on this podcast is because you, you didn't say, do any convincing. You fucking so texted me. Yeah. And I had, I was going to tell you, by the way, I have, I have, uh, now I'm going to really blow my credibility, Yeah, but um, I have precognitive episodes all the time. Oh my God. I, oh yeah, you were I, saying this. Like, I'm so into this. Like, I don't care if nobody listens to this podcast. If you tell me <laughs> that you have fucking telekinesis powers in no, any way. No, I didn't say telekinesis. I said precognition. Okay, you have pre-con. it too. 
Uh, you have it too. I what do. I, and what I've learned. It's like Christmas. If you tell me you have precog and I also have precog, and then you just say, hey, this is the simple trick that you don't have to put any effort in, and now you can see the future, I will build you a statue. Well, it's not quite as simple as that, but it's also just as simple as that. And I, yeah, I think the precognition is something that uh, all animals, it's just, it's a part of nature. Yeah. Culturally and ideologically, it's verboten. We're not supposed to think that these things can happen. That's, that is simply uh, post-industrial, post-enlightenment, rational materialism asserting itself. That's an ideology. It's not real. It's just what we've been, what's, that's the water we swim in. So we, we believe it without even thinking about it, but no, precognition is totally real. You do it all the time. You do it in your dreams all the time. And every single fucking one of us has walked down the street and seen somebody and gone, oh, I was just thinking about you. We do it all the time. We do it all the time because precognition is real. But that's a whole other, maybe that's a different podcast. Yeah. But I had a thing. I was like, hey, I wonder if Dale's going to ask me to be back on that stupid fucking podcast of his again. And then like <laughs> 24 hours later, I get your text. That's you know what it is? My story. It's what? not like it's hard to convince you. It's just I'm scared <laughs> that every time I ask you to come on the podcast, you'd be like, no, I've done it enough. It's done. Oh, no, no. Okay. I'm so alienated and so divorced from my own culture these days that I walk around. So, I mean, like, you know this. I make my living writing about culture. Yeah. And I, I'm really, I'm struggling manfully with this because I don't my uh my problem with it is it, it is like it's it, on a quantum level there it's 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 so hard to express yeah um you're so so it so it it manifests as this like uh overwhelming condition of disgust I, for culture is that what you mean yeah, yeah yeah i mean for our culture i walk around with it all the time and i <laughs> and i and as i say i wrestle with it i just did a bunch of movie reviews for for somebody for the vancouver international film festival and i mm -hmm. and i have to and if you read those reviews they're like scathingly angry <laughs> and that was and that was i fucking dialed it down so much because i thought they would be so offensive but it's but i'm i'm that would be that would be cool like like um sort of i don't know i just like maybe as an art project you could write like started off as movie reviews and then it just slowly descends into a manifesto kind of like uh -huh. like um disguised as this where it's like you review a movie and you're like it's normal and it just gets progressively angrier and angrier with society and how it's wrong and how it's portrayed in all these movies and then it's just full-blown on how we need to tear everything down and then build it back up in a certain yeah. way like yeah. um like that's one of the outlying okay let's just get into it so on QAnon I'm gonna read you what um Okay, there's a specific reason why I'm reading you this distinct summation of what QAnon is, and that's because Travis View of the Washington Post wrote it. So if I say, hey, this journalist from the Washington Post, everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's real. That sounds like a mature adult. And so I will agree with what he says. So this is this is the what he wrote about basically the, I guess, synopsis of QAnon. 
There is a worldwide cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles who rule the world, essentially. And they control everything. They control politicians, and they control the media. They control Hollywood, and they cover up their existence, essentially. And they would have continued ruling the world were it not for the election of President Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump in this conspiracy theory knows all of these evil cabals, wrongdoings, but on the reasons that Donald Trump was elected was to put an end to them, basically. And now we would be ignorant of the behind the scenes battle of Donald Trump and the U.S. military that everyone backs him and the evil cabal were it not for Q. And what Q is, is basically a poster on 4chan who later moved to 8chan who reviews details about this secret behind the scenes battle and also secrets about what the cabal is doing and also the mass sort of upcoming arrests events through these posts. So that's basically, sorry, that wasn't as succinct as I thought it would be. So basically in 2016 on 4chan, which is the hell of earth, if you go on that it's basically where all the dregs of society go and make stuff up and what happened was they there's this there was a guy named q and uh, anon just means anonymous so he he posted his q and he was saying he had high level clearance in the energy sector or something of the government and that there was a secret ring of pedophiles who worship satan and Donald Trump's clandestine mission was to oust all of these guys and women, I guess, and kind of drain the swamp of all the of all the like pedophiles in mostly they talk about like the Democrats and Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Those are the two yeah. big ones they hit on. Yeah, and yeah. then guys like Li- Al- so li- liberal institutions. It's important yeah. to point that out. They're talking yeah. about liberal institutions. So Alex Jones used to talk about this too, when you were able to find out what Alex Jones was talking about. And he said there was like, he went a little bit further and he said they were like trans-dimensional pedophile aliens. Sure. Yeah. People, when you see stuff posting on, did I get ahead of myself? So anyway, so basically Q is this guy who makes all these posts and he got all these people believing that Trump was the only guy who could tackle this whole thing and this was supposed to be what would happen if trump was elected right four years go by surprisingly enough nothing happens but you get stuff like epstein which is like basically there are pedophiles in the democrats and hollywood because there's pedophiles everywhere they're disgusting and they hide in plain sight and not to get too like ooh, like aluminum hat about it we got basically we have to like everybody wants them brushed out and get rid of them. And that's the appeal of QAnon because you see stuff like Epstein and then you see how he everybody's like, well, he had like a pedophile, not necessarily pedophile island, but underage women and like sex tourism and stuff. And then he gets let off with charges once and then he gets charged again and then he's miraculously broke his own neck in his jail cell. And you're like, wait, is mm-hmm. what QAnon talked about real? And then, but what the problem happened was a whole bunch of people jumped on with QAnon and they started all kind of these far right fringe groups and white supremacists were like kind of taking it to prove their own points. So QAnon 
just kind of grew. And it was like, it was weird because it was never a group. It was always related to this one guy who posts this stuff. And then QAnon stopped being this guy and became this like big group of people. And as people are in conspiracies and stuff, everybody has nefarious means. And they started like trying to like, I don't know. It's like, it's so convoluted too. Yeah. And it is, it sounds convoluted. It also sounds uh, very much like classic um, intelligence craft to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so a couple of things. Yeah, I would I would say first of all, I recall that when George W. Bush was pre- president, the, the last time we had a uh, a lunatic in in <laughs> office, yeah, um, and a, a, you know deeply inept human being, mm-hmm. uh, there was a thing going around called Capitol Hill Blue, and Capitol Hill Blue was supposed to be a, I can't remember if it was daily or weekly report from a DC White House insider who was dishing on um, all sorts of scandal inside the White House, uh, largely around Bush's alcoholism, his cocaine use, uh, his homosexuality, uh, a whole whole bunch of things. Um, And it, was exactly the same as as what you're talking about. It, it mm-hmm. did. It, what it did is it took a lot of, um, I guess, I- issues that were that that had some currency at the time, and 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 presented itself as insider knowledge. And a lot of people bought into it. A lot of people in, on the left and in the center bought into it. And it was kind of a thing for a while. And eventually, it was debunked. But I remember reading it and thinking, I, that's what I wanted to hear at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was also uh, ultimately um, useless. Uh, you don't need to know that. So even if uh, George W. Bush had been a, 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 coke, a gay cokehead, even if, it, even if he was fucking Dick Cheney up the ass. Could you imagine on a how mountain happy, of, yeah. of Colombian fucking gold? Could you imagine how matter. happy, sorry, how happy people would be if Donald Trump was just a gay cokehead? Yeah, it would, it, would, it, it would be, be kind like, of a relief. Yeah, it would be like Christmas. <laughs> yeah. But that's the what I'm the point I'm making is was ever thus. I I would say this. I would say that QAnon, if mm-hmm. and I think this will come out one day when it doesn't matter anymore. Um, yeah. QAnon is almost certainly an intelligence project, and if it's not an intelligence project, it's an intelligence adjacent project. It, the, there's a simple word for it. The, the word is disinformation. Uh, governments have trafficked in disinformation for as, as long as Western democracy has existed. That's one of the tools in their arsenal. And yeah. it's a way it's a way of conditioning people's thoughts, controlling them, programming them. It's very those those are all, uh, I guess, sort of hot button, contentious, radioactive words. But it's mm-hmm. what they fucking do. And it's what they've always done. As I say, back in the 80s, if you were in any way switched back in the 70s and 60s, if you were switched on, you knew that's what they did. Some of the best conspiracy research was done in the late 60s and early 70s. A lot of it by, by, well, there's a bunch of people, but I would urge your listeners to go and check out May Brussel. May Brussel was a fucking housewife in California who was so, so disturbed and moved by the Kennedy assassination and the subsequent 
investigation into that. Yeah. And the, the official denouement that she subsequently dedicated her life to the investigation of crimes of state, which is a much better term for what we're talking about, crimes mm -hmm. of state. So crimes of state would include blackmail, uh, blackmail based on sexual abuse, which is what Epstein is all about. This is as old as the hills. It goes way, there's, I said this before on your fucking show. Yeah. I'm gonna say it again. Look at Whitney Webb, many, 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 like over a year ago wrote, uh, I think it was a five part uh, expose for a, a thing called Mint Press. That's Mint, M-I-N-T Press, P-R-E-S-S-E. And it was, what she did is she traced the origins of Epstein back to Roy Cohn, who, who maybe you know was a, 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 an attorney at the time of the House and American Activities Commission, who was working for Joseph McCarthy. He was a gay Jew who positioned himself as an avatar of the extreme right mm -hmm. and had a very successful career in that in that capacity and was an advisor to a young Donald Trump in the 80s oh, and really? what what Roy Cohn established along with a few other people and agencies was a black a sexual blackmail ring which still prevails mm -hmm. you, you don't have to believe in a a, a, a sort of religious kitty fucking cult to understand that people in power, some of them anyway, uh, are very compromisable yeah. and do get compromised. And, uh, and, and that was Epstein's game. Epstein was working for the CIA. He was working for the Mossad, Whitney Webb, puts all of this on the record. Uh, it's interesting that people are kind of not even talking about Epstein now. They're not really talking about Ghislaine Maxwell, um, but they are talking about this fucking nonsense that is QAnon. Yeah. So to get back to my point, that's the way it's, that's, that was fully intentional. QAnon is either an intelligence project or it's intelligence adjacent, or it's a private enterprise that has sympathetic concerns with people like Bannon, with, with the Republican establishment, mm -hmm. and certainly with the Democratic establishment too. And what that ultimately means is the global neoliberal finance establishment. That's how they fucking play the game. They're toying with you constantly. QAnon is just the, the latest fucking you know, smash hit, but yeah. it's, it's garbage. That doesn't mean that there are elements of truth in it, however poorly they're presented. Mm -hmm. Not many elements, most of it is stupid <laughs> and you have to be stupid to believe it. Mm -hmm. But again, you have to be stupid to believe in Russiagate and you have to be stupid to believe that Joe Biden is any kind of alternative to Donald yeah. Trump. And you have to believe, you have to be stupid to believe that... <laughs> Well, I know I'll stop right there. Let's let's okay. That's, that's what I have to say about that's it. good. That's a lot of fucking information to take in. I don't want to uh, call people stupid. I don't like that's no, not my, it's um, not my game here. I don't I, like it either because it, it kind of the problem it's it goes back to I don't know. I kind of think about it like when you write satire, if you like, um, Hunter S. Thompson had this thing where one of his beliefs was if you're going to write and make fun of people, you also have to make fun of yourself. Absolutely. And that's, 
the cornerstone of satire, because if you don't make fun of yourself and you're only making fun of other people, then you just sound like a pretentious dickhead. So I try not to like call too many people stupid because if you're like, Oh, you're all stupid, then you sound like an asshole. But if you go, you're all stupid and I'm stupid, then it's like, well, then what are we talking about? So it's well, like, you're, you're immediately wrong because, because <laughs> we're, because we're all actually stupid and we're yeah. all actually very smart. But it, I mean, that, that's, that, this is, that's partly why I get so in, uh, inflamed mm-hmm. when I, you know, when I going say on Twitter, for instance, yeah. when I see people railing against quote unquote conspiracy theory, the minute you do that, the minute you take to the, whatever your social media platform of choice yeah. to assert your superiority and your intelligence over people who believe these dastardly conspiracy mm-hmm. theories. I think there's a lot of, I think that's a tell, you know, and I think there's a lot of, you know, sort of Jungian shadow kind of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's partly the, the appeal from both sides, I think with quote unquote conspiracy theory. I fucking hate that term. Mm-hmm. But um, Oh, uh, that reminds me. Before we started, I said I had a new term for conspiracy theory because I know you hate it. And as you should, it has been weaponized. And now if you say you're conspiracy theory, just because you're looking for maybe what actually is going on, you just sound like a nut because disinformation has won. So this podcast I was listening to, sorry, I'm just going to look it up to give the guy his props because it is very entertaining and he went deep. Like, like I said, he was saying Bannon is Q and Bannon that, could be Q. I mean, again, yeah. Bannon, or it could be Bannon adjacent. It would make total sense to me. I think Pizzagate was a Bannon enterprise. Actually. Yeah. So his podcast is conspiracy theories and unpopular culture. And if you're bored, <laughs> go give it a listen because like, who's, who's the host? Uh, oh God. Now I know it's, his, it's a hard name to remember. That's. The only reason why I, um, Isaac Weishaupt. Weishaupt? Yeah. Okay. So that's a pseudonym. If you know, uh, I, there's no such thing as the Illuminati kids. Yeah. However, uh, there was, there was an Illuminati. It's not, it doesn't run the world, but there was in, I think 18th century Bavaria, a secret society, which was called the Illuminati. And it was founded by a fellow called Adam Weishaupt. Oh, see, I would have never, but it doesn't, that's why you're here, Adrian, because I would have <laughs> never got picked up on that. The Illuminati doesn't run the world. Masons yeah. don't run the world. You know what? Global finance doesn't even run the world. It's just yeah. a competing, they're, they're all fighting each other up there. There's a, there's a, there's an interesting blogger I'd like to recommend by the name of Christopher Knowles. He has a thing called the secret son. And uh, I don't agree with everything that Christopher Knowles has to say, but a yeah. lot of it is extremely sagacious, sagacious. <laughs> Yeah. He knows his shit. He's the same age as me. Not that that does that matter. Maybe, but oh, um, that age. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's very he's very good on the topic of uh, mystery cults, mm-hmm. which I which I think do actually. I think I well I we don't want to get too weird too fast here, but yeah. But I think I think there's some truth to, to uh, his examination of those things and what it is actually that motivates people in power, and and some of the religions that they subscribe to. Uh, um, it, it may be no accident that we have had secularism sort of shoved down our throats in some ways because, because religion is a great way of 
dedicating and committing yourself to things that you normally, you know, w- wouldn't enterprises that you normally wouldn't undertake. Mm-hmm. And if you're a person, if you're in a position of power and you're very wealthy, and you need to continue to justify your actions, yeah, there are there are some sort of mystery cults out there that will help you along. But that's but that's also I think that's tangential to what we're talking about. Ultimately, power power lives for power, mm-hmm. and that's what that's what we're confronting. That's what we're that's what we're actually fighting against. Now, I, I was before we started this today's interview. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about it and you know, I was thinking about QAnon and, and the fact that you were going to force me to give you an opinion about it, <laughs> but, no, but, but, but seriously, um, I, I thought that I would quote as I, as I often do, I would quote Philip K. Dick, who once wrote, um, to fight the empire is to be infected by its derangement. Ooh. Fuck, how and, good is Philip K. Dick? F- well, Philip K. Dick was a, a prophet. He was yeah. a genuine prophet. He was a very fucked up individual, too. I mean, yeah, I mean you read problems. any of his books or watch the movies like I did, and they're just amazing. What I was, sorry, I wanted to get back to this point I was trying to make before, but the new word for conspiracies, you don't say I'm a conspiracy theorist. You say I'm a truther, which oh, that's as awful. soon as you hear it, you're like, eh, <laughs> I don't Absolutely. want to say that. Absolutely that sounds awful. Like, new agey and stuff but then at the same time you're like well you are looking for the truth and as like gross as it sounds to, to, it doesn't to fight, yet have the same weight to fight the empire dale yeah it doesn't matter because to fight the empire is yeah. to be infected by its derangement to even get Ooh. to position yourself uh to reify your position, to give it, to give it flesh in this way, to call yourself anything is a form of the empire's derangement. The empire wants you to call yourself a truther. It wants you to call yourself uh, a conspiracy theorist. It wants you to, um, to, to, are, ta- to take, to take up a position. Are because all of these positions are, are, are subscribed by the empire. <laughs> and no, I'm not queuing on. What okay. I am is I'm a very, very tired old man. You just know so much shit island. about this stuff, Adrian. Oh, this is why I love talking to you about it. Anytime oh, I, I have like you. an occluded history, which was our agreed on term for conspiracy. <laughs> and yeah. the first time you were on. Every time I have a question about it, I'm like, Adrian probably knows so much fucking stuff about this. Like how you talked about what Capitol Hill blues or whatever you said. Yeah. Like it's a good yeah. album, but I mean, it's not <laughs> <the best> album. <laughs> is there an album called Capitol Hill blues? There's going to be, cause I'm right. going to, well, I can't write music. So, um, but I'm, what I'm saying is like, you know, stuff about that. And it's like, I could talk about, cause I, I'll listen to stuff and it's just like, I get, hit with too much like now there's talk of like magic being involved with these conspiracies like you said what what do you mean by that well there's this thing where some people are saying that like religion and secularism is actually left-hand magic as opposed to chaos magic which is considered right-hand magic and it's like i don't understand them enough to talk about but they're saying like if you do stuff like in religion like you kneel you take the sacrament in your mouth, then you stand up and then you say the same prayers and stuff. That's all the same as like left-handed magic where it's like, 
you say stuff and you focus on the same thing. And it's like through rituals, you make yeah. stuff happen. And then whereas right hand magic is, it's like, you kind of focus. It's like, kind of like you could even bring it down to like good magic and bad magic. Whereas right hand magic is all like chaotic where you like just focus on stuff and you don't have, you don't have like the slow rituals that you repeat over time. You have like the big summoning things like and then there's they get into stuff like Crowley in the desert was right hand magic and he opened a door to a demon realm and then he didn't oh, close you're, you're, it in the fifties and you're like, you're talking Ooh. you're talking about um uh uh oh forgive me for a moment uh, uh, uh part Jack Parsons and L Ron Hubbard yeah forty seven yes this is exactly in, what I'm talking about go, the Babylon See, is, ah you're so Babylon good. Record. You know well, all no, this stuff. No, it's, it's not that I'm so good. I've just been around for a long time, yeah. and, and I've been reading for a long time. Mm -hmm. So, so you know, I think a lot of people who are, are grappling with QAnon mm -hmm. have have they have not developed their conspiracy foo. Yeah, you know? it's like you've got to you've yeah. got to fucking do your research, mm -hmm. and it's and if if you are so bothered by this stuff then you need to know where it's coming from you need to know context and history i said earlier yeah you know there was a lot of great work done in the 60s and 70s and the 80s too by by i wouldn't call them left-wingers but certainly people who who define themselves as anti-fascist and who saw the contours of a an enormous quote-unquote conspiracy just in american um political life starting in 47 mm -hmm. Sorry, well, actually starting at the end of the war in 45 yeah. with the importation of Nazis. Through Operation of, Paperclip. Through Paperclip, that's right. Yeah. And these positions of tremendous influence and power. And, that, and they brought with them the, the kernel, the, the virus of, of, of right-wing extremism. Mm -hmm. and, and it took hold. And they were, they, were, they were basically doing the chronology of that. They were doing the research into that. Um, uh, that overlaps with, I mean, you, you, so so the Babylon working overlaps with that because that was a thing that happened with with Jack Parsons, who was a very very um, prominent rocket scientist at the time. The Jet mm -hmm. Propulsion Laboratory down in California is all otherwise known as the Jack Parsons Laboratory. He was he was like one of the pioneers of the rocket program. Um, in the United States. And so th there are really two names that are important when it comes to NASA and an America's space program. And one of them is Jack Parsons and the other one is Werner von Braun. Werner von Braun, of course, was a fucking member of the SS. He was a dyed in the wool Nazi true believer who was his, whose image was rehabilitated to the extent that you can go on YouTube and you can watch clips of Werner von Braun uh, clips made by the Disney Corporation of Werner von Braun explaining how they're going to send a rocket into space. Yeah, and, like he was the guy who helped develop NASA develop the rockets to send people to the moon. Yes. Eventually. Right. Yeah, yeah. He also helped design Tomorrowland in Disneyland. <laughs> no, so did. I just I just wanted to back you up a bit because you said something about before you said something about getting your history and getting your backed up. And the comedian Tim Dillon said that the best was there's all these people who got red pilled or turned on. Basically what happens is 
you use the term red pill when somebody finds something out that makes them start questioning reality and start looking into conspiracy. So you have all these people who are in a sense red pill with the Epstein thing. And instead of like in the past, like for me, I was like, Hey, do you know something about conspiracies? And I slowly crept my way into it. We have these people now who (laughs) basically woke up in the woods naked of conspiracy theory like they yeah that's a very that's a great way of putting it yeah they got into the deep end because epstein is like it is a grand mall conspiracy theory like there's so much involved (laughs) it's like way at the top (laughs) there's fucking presidents like it's 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 as yeah it's as big and upsetting as it could possibly yeah like it's like yeah, like it's like basically it's just that everybody saw this huge thing. Like it was like it's basically a spaceship came out of a mountain mm-hmm. and then it blew up and then nobody ever talked about it again. That would be the equivalent. That's the Epstein conspiracy if it was a UFO conspiracy. That would be the equivalent of it. <laughs> it's the UFO, it's the UFO landing on uh, landing on the lawn of the White House for yeah. sure. It's no, it, it's a, it's a, a, a math. It's a, it's a, it's a reality shaking thing for a lot yeah. of people. It's also horribly real. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that you you bring up Tim Dillon because yeah. I think I think you know Tim Dillon is fucking great, and and he's he's a he's a perfect man for this for these times because Tim Dillon, as you know, is I mean he calls himself a right winger. I'm not a right winger, but yeah. I think Tim Dillon is generally right about everything. Um, <laughs> I, I enjoy the shit out of his show. He also, uh, he interviewed Whitney Webb, who I mentioned earlier. Oh, yeah. He's interviewed her a couple times. And yeah, That's where I thought I recognized the name was he interviewed her on the podcast. So yeah. everybody go no, he's listen a, he's to a, that podcast. Oh, Tim Dillon's fantastic. He's also ridiculously fucking funny. Oh, and dude. um he's so good and uh and yet i, I mean we, we 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 sit on opposite ends of the political spectrum and yet he, I, I i agree with everything he fucking says pretty yeah. much you know um, he's just he's just fearless about um calling calling things as they are and yeah. and that and that ultimately it's that lack of courage that is the most dispiriting thing to me about certainly the center yeah, which I will never align with. We I've called them <laughs> shit libs on your on your show before. I thought the shit libs were the left. The shit libs want to think they're the left. They're of course oh, okay. they're not, they're not remotely. Mm-hmm. They're not even within spitting distance of the fucking left. <laughs> but but the left. I've said this for many 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 years. The left continues to underappreciate how badly they're played by the right, especially yeah. especially. So so all intelligence agencies are right. Okay, it's the one thing we have to always understand. Yeah, and they get played constantly. They will not acknowledge that. I mean, to the extent, to the extent we again, this is a thing we've talked about. The left has trouble acknowledging, for instance, that a that provocateurs are used to uh, destroy protest movements. Yeah, because they, they, they turn they typically turn peaceful protests into yes. what are called riots or whatever. Yes. So it's like if you have a peaceful protest, 
the police can't do anything for you because, well, in the States, at least, it's your right for peaceful protest. But as soon as somebody starts breaking windows and stuff, then they could just move in with force and break it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, again, Legal. It's, the, it's the oldest game yeah. in the book. But the, the left has been horrible at identifying that and uh, or, or even acknowledging that it happens. Yeah. Um, they just don't they don't the left fails always to recognize and call out the dirty tricks of the right and the right yeah. has all of the tools the left never has them <laughs> the, the right has all the money it has yeah. all the people it has all the, the 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 you know the baleful brain power you know mm -hmm. it, it's got the bannons it's got the people who will play dirty uh, the left you know is so so obsessed with its own purity um, that it gets fucking yeah they never they never want to stoop time, to the right's you know? level but it's like come on just stoop there for a couple times no i know <laughs> stoop there or at least get everyone to agree that it's happening so that we can yeah or like election fraud i mean election fraud is rampant especially in the united states you can't talk you can't say that and then fucking dummies <laughs> i was thinking about this the other day you talk to your like your average shit lib, yeah, and try to try to bring up electoral fraud. I mean, I think the most egregious example of electoral fraud that we've seen recently, and my God, this is saying something because it happens fucking constantly. But when Pete Buttigieg took Iowa <laughs> from Bernie Sanders, yeah, it was like everybody was like, "What? How could that happen?" Because it couldn't happen because it was manufactured, it was engineered, and we don't have to get into how obvious that was or how it happened but let's just let's just take as our premise that it was fucking engineered mm -hmm. and i remember going on twitter and talking about this and getting fucking attacked oh yeah all right because now i'm a conspiracy theorist mm -hmm. these are the same people that will not hesitate to tell you that john f kennedy won the presidency because the mob helped him yeah right so it's one time one time there was electoral fraud in the United States, but everything else, no, you're a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, they're like, and that's a perfect so, yeah. example again of how people get played. <laughs> yeah, I like how they're like Kennedy, somehow actually I, we, in the, the whole 60s. Show. Kennedy was the yeah. I was just gonna say they're like somehow well, in the 60s. No, 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 not just in the not just in the 60s. Yeah, not just in this, not just in the 60s, but in the 60s with the one guy. Yeah, many, many may argue with me, and I'm fucking happy to take them on but the one guy for all of his faults the one guy that was actually sincere that was actually genuine and authentic and who wanted to actually change things the one guy who wanted to pull america out of vietnam that is on the fucking record that's <laughs> why he died he took on the national security state they blew his head off in broad daylight and then trained liberals to walk around going well he stole the election <laughs> Yeah. Cheers. It, yeah. <laughs> and it's like I was saying, it's like, oh, yeah, one time in the 60s, they managed to fake the election and they couldn't do it again. It's. Yeah. Look at me. I'm going yeah. fucking nuts here. Yeah. But hey, um, fuck, I had a point, but I can't remember what it was. Um, While you try to remember your point. I'm going to enjoy some of these spicy Cajun flavored peanuts. Ooh. No, nobody, nothing like an hour of conspiracy theory and then peanuts. Right. <laughs> you know what? I was, I was going to say maybe we should talk about something else, but let's not. Let's just make this whole episode just talking about this. We'll ignore everything else. 
Are you okay with that? Because I did send yeah. you all the research. Well, no, I mean, it's, what is it? So we've been going for an hour and 15 minutes now? Yeah, hour okay. We started 10 minutes late. Okay. I mean, okay. we could basically talk about this for you as long as you want. I'll well, I, I don't know what else I can night. say. I feel like I've been on your show three times now, and I've just tried to hammer at the same fucking point. Which is good. These are points people need to hear. I like, guess. like question everything, <laughs> but don't, well, sure. don't question too much that you go nuts, basically. Or... Question everything that you that you go nuts, mm-hmm. and then deal with going nuts. There's okay. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna talk to you about um, what is the term? What is the phrase? Chapel, chapel perilous. Chapel paralysis or chapel perilous. Okay. Chapel perilous was the the phrase that Robert Anton Wilson invented to describe the. Um, the the emotional and psychological uh, precipice that one encounters when you start looking into this kind of stuff. Mm. And when you accept that this kind of stuff has a reality and a veracity to it, and that there is something to it outside of the popular cultural perception of it as just sort of nonsense or, or, you know, some kind of fun parlor game to talk about the Illuminati and Masons and Hollywood pedophiles. And oh, it's also crazy, mm-hmm. but no, there is a reality to it. It's more subtle and complex than we allow. Um, and you get it, you start, you start examining it and you start finding your way through and you develop your own sort of ontology about it. If you're, if you're smart and sensitive and most of us are, and you get there and you reach a point where you might actually lose your mind because it is so overwhelmingly horrific. And that point is called chapel perilous. Oh, okay. And, and many, and th- there are, you know, uh, there are, there are points beyond chapel perilous, some of them good for your health and some of them very bad for your health. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so in my case, <laughs> In my case, I moved to an island, separated myself from the world, ensconced myself in a two-acre plot of land in the forest, and uh, only really surface to write shitty movie reviews or talk to you on this stupid fucking podcast. You don't know how good that makes me feel, that the only time you come to the surface to talk to to me (laughs) or to anybody is me. I mean, you have your own podcast too. Do you want the the escapists? Yeah, I, 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 you should all check it out. It's called the Escapist. It's all about leaving the city, but uh, but that's a uh, you know. I just want. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry. What's, what's my shirt? The, my shirt was the, just like. Can I tell everyone how you changed your shirt? Just yeah, before you can. We... <laughs> okay, so right before the podcast started, I was wearing a pink shirt, and my camera was trying to get white balance off the shirt because it's the biggest shape in. <laughs> the screen so it turned my face bright like bright pink like more bright pink than it is now so i had to just quickly switch my shirt like right before we started which i'm glad i did because i watched it happen i saw you yeah t- you did you see my I nipples saw your titties and everything did you see my titties <laughs> didn't see your nipples yeah i, I mean no, this I is saw, i saw the cantileverage and yeah. i saw your your partner uh, oh yeah, Andy, Andy, who yeah i've never seen before yeah she was wearing bondage gear <laughs> Oh, she wasn't. <laughs> she would never. She's like, 
my nice like as dirty and gross as i am and how off outlandish i am and jaded inside i am she's like my pure attachment to normal reality she's your countervailing force i have an andrea too who i i I love deeply and um, yeah she's you know when i reached chapel perilous many years ago she just grabs well she was she was there to to catch me when i fell oh that's the most romantic thing i've ever heard in my life is when i lost my mind from reading conspiracy theories (laughs) a beautiful woman to nurse me back to health (laughs) that's your that's your best reason for going through this fucking nonsense it's like the the love affair at the end i mean i don't want to tell anybody to get so deep into conspiracy theories that they get chapel perilous chapel chapel perilous chapel perilous just to try find date like that might (laughs) blow up in your face and there's not always going to be a beautiful woman there to catch you there is probably better and easier yeah there might actually be women to finally push you over (laughs) so i don't know like i feel like did we did I manage to explain QAnon any better? Because I could just go read the Wikipedia version. Like, actually, go read Wikipedia. I don't. I don't know if you did because I because I I I've paid no interest in I I, I have paid no attention. I should say to QAnon. Yeah, I, don't I mean, tend to. We um, said it the best. But I will like, continue. It, I will continue to read every. Yeah. I think I think we're having some uh, uh, some pipeline issues here. Yeah, I just can, I just got a uh, your internet is corrupt. Is it sketch? Is it skipping on your uh, end? Yeah, I'm, it is. But uh, I'm 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 hardwired, so I'm good. Yeah, so I'm sitting you. right beside the Wi-Fi, so it's yeah. melting my brain as we speak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but what I was saying was I was going to say was it's pr- what happens is on my end it doesn't have any stuttering or anything. It just puts you a couple seconds behind and yeah. then I won't know. And then I'll go to say something and I'll sound like we're trying to talk over each other, mm-hmm. which I think happened a couple of times when I was trying to get my shitty jokes into your, <laughs> into, into my, into my passionate discourse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. Thanks. So, Oh, I do want to say one thing that podcast I was talking about conspiracy theories and unpopular culture. I think one of the things that it was taught, this is why this, like I was like uh, the QAnon thing, it came up and then he had a podcast uh, series. Like, I think it's three installments. Then there's a fourth on his Patreon, which I'm not, I'm not paying money, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) if, if you listen to it, he, he, it starts where he says Bannon is Q and then it goes into like right-wing chaos magic. And basically what he's saying is Bannon is trying to cause so much chaos in the States and in effect around the world that the way society is run right now kind of collapses because one of the things that this is going full conspiracy. So I just told you guys not to go too deep in, but here, I'm going to drag you in. So okay. one of the things Adrian said before was power wants more power. And that's basically true. And if Illuminati's not the name of whoever's behind pushing everything, if it's someone else, what they, what they it's try not. to do. Okay. So there's no <laughs> Illuminati. So the fingers that are guiding the system from the shadows, basically what they want to do is 
they want you to lose your faith in the democratic process, which at best it's kind of sketch. It's like kind of sketchy, but gets the job done. But at worst, it's a failing system. But what they, it's like, what they want to do is cause all this chaos so that like North Americans lose faith, faith in the electoral process we have now. So that we're like, fine, tear it all down and build it back up. And then they like, this is what they're saying. Can they want to do like what Bannon wants to do is he wants everything torn down. So that- order out of chaos is an ancient yeah. philo- uh, political philosophy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's centuries old and it is a, it is a proven it has proven success Mm -hmm. and if you look at it like everybody sees the rise of china over the last maybe two decades yeah and the way they had it the way they did so successfully they did it so successfully sorry was they started as um communist and then they're like you know we see these capitalists they're making a lot of money that looks pretty good so they made these designated zones where they could actually make money through capitalism so now they ha- basically have a workforce that's communist and the top of the tower like the people in control are, are um capitalists so they're riding on the backs of all the communists and making State all the capitalism. money yeah and keeping it for themselves yeah so i would not be surprised if the not Illuminati. <laughs> Can I call it that satisfactorily? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> okay, so the not Illuminati, I could see, wants to kind of rip everything down in North America because North America actually yeah, is pretty look, look, resource look. rich, and they want to build it Once up. Once again, where, uh, I'm going. I'm going. Sorry, they. I just want to say this. Finish my point. They want to build it up so yeah, that they have. Go for it basically what they have in China where you have workers with no rights who are doing all the shitty labor intensive works with no rights and just funneling the capital up to a select few, which is kind of happening now, but not nearly as bad as efficiently as they want it to be. Oh, it's happening a lot more efficiently since COVID started. Oh yeah. I mean, look how much. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to, again, blowing my own credibility here. I'm not going Mm -hmm. to disavow anyone out there saying that this is the quote unquote, the great reset. I mean, it's sure it's a, it's one of those sort of, if it looks like a duck and it walks like a duck, it's a duck kind of things. Mm -hmm. Um, The consolidation of wealth and power under COVID is fucking phenomenal, especially compared to, well, COVID is real and and the and the the suffering and the deaths are real mm-hmm. uh, but all the same the as I, I maybe I, I have said to you before the scope of disaster capitalism yeah. that it, it that it has permitted is fucking phenomenal yeah so what happens so there's no going back from that yeah what adrian is saying like we're not going to say that COVID is fake. I'm not going to try interpret what he's saying, but from my perspective, it's like you basically have these groups that they don't cause natural disasters, but when a natural disaster happens, they just fucking jump right in and take advantage of it. Because if you look around and you see all these boarded up businesses, it's not major corporations. It's, uh, it's all the mom and pops and stuff, which, 
your opinion on whether you like those or you want purely big organizations running all your corporations and businesses and stuff. Wait a minute. If, if you're that person, then you're getting the world you deserve. Yeah. Cause I, what, basically what I'm saying is these major corporations like Amazon, for example, are using this as a situation where they get to starve out all the mom and pops because they can't, they don't have the capital to withhold like six months of no business or whatever. And they're basically just sucking up all of the kind of business and customers that would have gone to these people and they're yeah. funneling all their money through there. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's entirely what's happening right mm -hmm. now. And um, uh, no, I, I don't, I, I think the, the, the States, because this, the States is the, um, uh, in, in terms of in terms of the kind of future that we're all looking at elsewhere, mm -hmm. the states is you know a couple of years ahead of us, and yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, they're looking to China as a model for sure, for sure, and I think social media is very much uh, a part of that program. I say program advisedly because, as Dale just said, and I agree with him, I, I don't think that, that these the things that we experience all the time here on the ground, I don't think they're necessarily, uh, uh, they're, they're not planned by the 12 men in a dark smoky room. Mm -hmm. Right. But, but, but there is a, there is a sort of really advanced opportunism that, yeah. that kicks in, um, you know, the uh, governments and their think tanks and all their other agencies of influence have been trained to do that for a very, very long time. And, and it's, it's, I mean, it's ordinary. It's not, it's, it's not a, <laughs> people's notion of, of conspiracy theories is, is, is that it's, it's, it's so outrageous as to be impossible, but no, they, they, these things are very fucking mundane. They're very mm -hmm. banal. They've been happening for a long time. Um, I want to say something because uh, I, I actually need to go and make supper for my family. Because I think we're coming to the ninety-minute mark. <laughs> yeah, we're and we're they're all waiting. There. I'm getting texts. But, um, <laughs> um, Tell uh, your wife I said thank you for letting you away for this time. You know I when when it. let's here's here's let's go let's just go off topic and tell okay. a, a delightful tale just for a moment of uh, of our past our, okay. our history together, Dale. But do you, you remember going to the Warp Tour in two thousand and five yes. with me and my wife Andrea, and she was nine months pregnant with our first child <laughs> i remember Sadie. that yes and sadie's 15 now <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, and she's they, the greatest kid in the world she's the greatest <laughs> kid in the world i mean i don't want to besmirch the legacy of your child but seeing her face will just make me feel old yeah <laughs> yeah how do you think i feel i want to mention a book yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave your listeners with this because um, there was a great book that was published uh, not long after Trump was elected by a fellow called Gary Lackman, who is um, has written a number of books on uh, the occult, and you, you brought this up, Dale. So this is where mm -hmm. I'm going here. Nice, but uh, but also on occult history, which is you know there, there's a, a very substantial history to this stuff. We 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 in uh, rational materialist uh, Western society might tend uh, reflexively to uh, dismiss the occult. 
uh, or to, to, to dismiss uh, esoteric knowledge and um, practices. Uh, however, they lasted a very, very, a lot longer than Western democracy will. Uh, and they have some substance to them for sure. And Gary Lockman has been writing about this stuff for a long time. And he did a great book called Dark Star Rising, which was about the chaos magic Ooh. underpinnings that possibly contributed contributed to the election of Trump. And it's it's fascinating stuff because it's not it's not woo, uh, but it is, uh, however, uh, and it, uh, he demonstrates the intersection between occult belief and action on the ground and how those things can combine to make something happen. I think and I'm going to look into this book. That sounds it's a fantastic amazing. book. And out of it, just, just to, to, to add a, a tincture of interest to the whole thing, Gary Lockman was previously known back in the 70s, back there, mm -hmm. as Gary Valentine, who was the bass player in the original uh, lineup of Blondie. Oh, wow. And he wrote their hit single, Always Touched by Your Presence, Dear. So, you know, if you want to dismiss this guy as just some fucking hack in a library somewhere in London, uh, think again. Think again. Back in 1978, when little Adrian was getting turned on by uh, the, the new music, Gary Valentine was there doing his yeoman work. Ooh. And then here we are still. What is it? What year is it? 2020? Yeah. We've come a long way, Dale. Hey, does Gary Valentine have a brother named Ray Valentine, do you think? Could I don't know. Because anyway, I was just saying that name sounded familiar because a Ray Valentine was actually interviewed on that conspiracy podcast about QAnon oh, as really? one of the installments. So that was just like a whole oh. lot of that's where conspiracy theories come from, because it's like <laughs> you think to yourself, you're like, well, if coincidences don't exist every time a coincidence seems too big to be true, that's where a conspiracy starts. And that's basically the entrance to the rabbit hole. So I, I'm going to leave you with, with this great line. It was from yeah. John judge who again was a fantastic political uh, investigator, uh, an anti-fascist researcher. He was uh, uh, an acolyte of May Brussel, who I mentioned earlier, May mm -hmm. Brussel. Again, I would urge people to look up what May, May Brussel wasn't right about everything, but she was right about a lot of things. And this was back when, you know, conspiracy theory really was fringe stuff, uh, not um, not commercialized fringe stuff like it is now. It was the real thing. John Judge, you know, after a career of hearing people call him a conspiracy theorist, finally said, look, if I'm a conspiracy theorist, you, you are a coincidence theorist. And I've always, I've loved that term ever since, because yes, at a certain point, co coincidence really becomes far too top heavy to be able to yeah. you know, stand up so <laughs> yeah don't be a, cons a coincidence theorist yeah is what i is what i'm saying mm -hmm. That's i'm not good. saying anything i'm not i wouldn't advocate anything i think people just need to fucking figure shit out for themselves yeah that's Are we awesome. done? No, <laughs> I, gotta done. Go. I gotta go make some potatoes okay thank you adrian <laughs> uh until next time everybody stay angry
I've been having lots of uh, synchronicities recently and lots of episodes of uh, precognition. Have I ever talked to you about my precognitive episodes? Oh my God, no, save this. I love this shit, by the way. I got got a great story. I got a bunch of them. Wait, what episode? I said 141, right? I don't don't know. Did you say 141 to me? Well, I was at the top of that list of stuff you were supposed to... <laughs> I did. I looked it no, all. No, I know. I'm joking. It's almost it's almost better when people don't read it too much because I had someone on and they fucking read everything and I was like, and they knew more than me and I was just like, I feel like a piece of shit because I didn't no. research. Am I making my position clear on this? I have a I have a very I hope nuanced take on all of this, and I don't want I don't want people thinking that. You know, there's, there's like, there's no Illuminati in my world. That's all silly. That stuff's silly. But there mm-hmm. are state crimes and yeah. there are cover-ups. And Ooh, this is really- good. Save it. Sorry, sorry to cut you off midpoint. That's all right. But if I let you go through all of this, I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, remember that thing you just said? And you'll be like, it'll feel oh, blank. It'll feel like you said it once, and it'll feel like you'll feel yeah. like gross for repeating yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And also, I'll feel gross for eating these spicy peanuts. <laughs> spicy penis again? I love spicy penis. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think that might be... <laughs> yeah, no, we're live. What, what a way to start it off.